Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Okay, let's flip the score. Okay. David, I, th- I think the, the city of Chicago already flipped the score, didn't they? Like, <laughs> it happened before the game ended. Yeah, like, <laughs> really? The Bears lost? How'd that happen? Yeah, I think to to flip the score, we got to pretend that that, that they they actually lost, which they did, right? So, look, I I think there's a lot to get into here. You mentioned special teams gas. We mentioned earlier the uh, defensive production or lack thereof, the inability to get takeaways or sacks in a game, right? Like, that can't happen with the hits principle. That's not what you were uh, slated to do. And so I think that there has to be a continued focus on making sure that that, that, that the, the standards aren't relaxed just because the quarter back is playing really well and there's some really fun highlights for the you know the tv shows to play on a loop uh the bears have to make sure particularly from a coaching staff perspective that they they continue to hold high standards and not let let these things get relaxed too much to where it gets really sloppy the bears have been outscored 84 to 61 the last two weeks 84 points in two weeks and and i just don't think anybody cares so (laughs) yeah the, the the evolution of the fan base is is significant, and I think it, it it's really indicative of just how how we view sports these days. And we've talked about it before. We continue to look at it, but this whole idea of the benefits of losing, you know, the uh, the acceptance of some of the realities of of the draft um, order and how much we value the draft as a, as a sports populace and how important that is. I mean, think about your most important sporting events you watch in television every, every calendar year, the NFL draft is near the top. It is, uh, for football fans, second to the Super Bowl in terms of interest, in terms of magnitude. So I think all those things contributed to the idea that, this is, as I said at the beginning of the podcast, the happiest two-game losing streak I've ever experienced, and it changes the way that we view this season. I am not necessarily comfortable with it. I accept it. I know everything uh, behind it, but like we interviewed Tom Thayer on the Mullen Haw Show on Monday morning at 8 o'clock, and he was still, you know, the day after reacting to the loss. This is an 85 bear as as proud of a former player as you're ever going to find a guy who is plugged into this team as well as anybody who covers it. And he was still disappointed. He was not putting a happy face on this and I got it. I understood it. There was disappointment in his voice and I respected it because there's still, even though we can flip the score and even though there are benefits that I think positives outweigh the negatives, 
it's still their sixth loss of the season. Well, and, and like, so I, I tie that back to the, the Komet audio clip that we heard a few minutes ago, which I think is important because it's just about setting championship uh, expectations properly, right? And not just thinking that you're promised certain things and understanding that to win in this league at a high level, it takes razor sharp execution and very big moments against quality opponents. And you've got to learn how to give that. It's, it's you know, there, there's this thought process out there that the Bears defense is bad by design, right? And so that, so that they get a free pass. You know, they're going to be terrible. They traded all, you know, they traded Khalil Mack. They got rid of Robert Quinn. They got rid of Roquan Smith. Everybody that was notable other than Eddie Jackson and Jalen Johnson is gone. And, and so it's okay if they, they just aren't as productive. My problem with that is you're just assuming that eventually when you have draft picks in salary cap room, that you're just going to replenish that defense to be a top five defense. Well, it's really hard, right? So you've got a lot of holes to fill and it's no promise that just because you have resources means you're going to use them wisely and get a bunch of star players there and so i think people have to understand that like you know you you still have to make good on the last four-fifths of the journey which is going out and getting players that can be long-term difference making starters for you you don't want the quest for the next great bears defense to take as long as it took to find a a potentially great bears quarterback (laughs) you don't want that to be the next missing link in that boy if we only had a defense so we just have never been there before i want to get to something um in the uh in the next segment though dan So so let's move on to look at what's ahead Uh, so this week, the preparations begin for the Detroit Lions of kind of looking back, looking ahead. I want to talk to you about Luke Getzey for a second because I think it's related in an extension of our talk about Justin Fields, obviously. Studs did the math. Adam Studzinski, our producer, Justin Fields is on pace for 1,135 rushing yards. Now, Lamar Jackson, I think, set the single-season record for quarterbacks rushing yards in 2019, 1,206. Okay. Those are very similar numbers. This is a very similar style, similarly styled offense. And I, and I have resisted kind of – or I have gotten some pushback myself from people who say, careful when you compare him to Lamar Jackson. He's an MVP. But, Dan – Luke Getze is leaning into that. Luke Getze is uh, is taking advantage of this this rare skill set. I don't know if I if I, uh, I I certainly don't mind that. I think it's the smartest thing to do. But I guess I'm asking you, is that to take advantage of Justin Fields' skills, or is it a reaction to not having the offensive line to protect Justin Fields in the pocket? Or is it just a combination of both? And this is just the most common sense approach to try to move the chains. Yeah, I think it's fluid because I think it's related to how good Justin is on the move. I think it's related to how uh, shaky their pass protection has been. Look, Sunday afternoon was their sixth starting offensive line combination in nine games. That's hard to believe, right? At this stage of the season that you're on your sixth combination already. And it's it's also factors in the fact that the receiving core isn't what people want it to be one day and so you've just got to kind of adjust and, and adapt and and be fluid on the fly and they also have big picture vision of what you want this quarterback to become i think luke's done a really good job and particularly since the mini buy of using uh his assets and using their strengths right and it's not just justin it's mooney it's Komet, it's herbert uh it's other guys that that, that have had opportunities out there and, and and so there's there's promising collaboration going on to to move the pocket for justin to create 
vision lines and sight lines for him to throw the ball, to do different things that make him comfortable and confident. And now you just got to continue growing it, right? You got to understand who you are and what you want to be and marry those two things together because there has to be a big picture vision. It can't just be, you know, micro focused on November, 2022. You have to have a destination in the GPS. And to this point, I think Luke Getz, done a really good job of marrying those two things together. When you're looking at a pie chart, if you were to, to divide this three-game streak since the mini-buy, kind of the, the revamping of the reconfiguration of the Bears' offense, how much of this is attributed, this success, this run, attributed to Justin Fields' skill set and improvement and Luke Getze's scheme and approach? So it's a two-piece pie chart? Well, yeah, I wanna, I'm dividing it. I'm, I'm wondering, is it 50-50? Is it 60-40, 70-30? I, I think that, yeah, obviously, you can't do this if you don't have a quarterback that's capable of taking advantage of this and making you look smart. I think I would go 70-30, maybe 65-35, Justin Fields to Getzey. Yeah, I was gonna say I was gonna say like sixty forty. That's where that's where my brain went when you initially asked it. Uh, and they got to keep keep using it. Look, like one of the plays on my rewatch on Monday morning that was so impressive to me. It was just so basic. It's just a zone read uh, run, right? I, it's just a designed run. It's a zone read. Justin's got the option of either uh, keeping it or giving it, and he just reads a defensive end and he keeps it and he sees room to his left, and he just rolls out for 17 yards. I mean, it, it was so fast how quickly he chewed up 17 yards, and then here came a, uh, a defensive back, and he stepped out of bounds right before he got hit, and you're like, man, if you're able to get 17 yards with that and get out of bounds without taking a hit, I mean, that is a gift to your offense, right? It, it run that all day long, as long as it's not defended well, right? And, and, and so those types of things are great to see mixed in, because they create first downs, which create momentum. We were talking in the months of September about the Bears being unable to you know one move the chains period two they were unable to complete multiple passes on drives right it was it was they were averaging less than a, a completion per possession for the month of september and then all of a sudden we get this this uptick here in the last three games where they seemingly can do just about whatever they want in a variety of ways and and so that's a credit to the way justin has bought into this right and it, and it's found his comfort zone and we we talked about it being those three c's right the steps are are, are comfortable confident command right yeah. and he's climbing that staircase right now and i think it's a credit to getsy that's where i think the coaching comes in more is less you know they haven't given him so much to learn so many reads to make and i think they have you know probably simplified things to the extent to where he is doing more reacting and less thinking and that's not an insult or anything it's just at this stage of his development is probably just playing to his strengths in a way that 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 favors and brings out brings out that skill set and athleticism. The other thing is, I think that you know when you look at um, his ability to just make the throws that he wasn't making earlier in the season, the short throws he's making those. If, if it sounds silly, even though they're just short passes, but they're crisp in stride and they're just gimmies, and he's making the layup that he was missing before more of them, but there are still some, there were still some instances on yeah, Sunday more, where, it's, where, where, some, yeah. where some of these, you know, catch the snap and throw it like Justin's airmailing guys. And you're just like, why, like, what is happening? What that, wasn't odd, that, was, that was the Claypool, right? And yeah, and I, I wondered at the time, what is Claypool thinking? That ball just sailed five <laughs> feet over his head. It was like five feet over his head, right? And it was a simple, just catch and throw. And, and that's not the first instance of that. So that's one that I like, I want to dig down a little bit more with the coaching staff and figure out, you know, is this a base issue with Justin and, 
and you know what is that? But there are, there haven't been as many of those, right? And there there have been more completed passes that have kept drives alive. To your point, and it have given you confidence that this is actually a 2022 uh, offense. And also, I wonder this. It, it, this is this is kind of counterintuitive, but it's like once he started running the ball more, designed runs, and once he started feeling more comfortable breaking, tucking the running, you know, maybe a little bit premature or early, but it, it's somewhat easier to control the collision or the contact when you're running and initiating the contact or being deciding whether you're going to run out of bounds, lower shoulder or slide. than it is if you're sitting back in the pocket, not sure where the rush is coming from, not real comfortable in the pocket because you're not experienced. And then you might have somebody collapsing from the side, coming from the back, your knee buckles, you hit here, you land awkwardly there. All of a sudden you've got a sore hip and you're out of the game. I don't know that that's true, but Dan, I think that just it, when you are initiating the action, it's much easier to control how much contact and how physical that becomes rather than when you're sitting duck in a pocket behind an offensive line that can't protect you. Yeah, no question. I mean, look, like when you're in charge, you you start that play understanding the situation. You say, hey, it's third down. I'm going to I'm going to take a hit here because I'm trying to get a first down or it's it's first down and I'm going to do a designed run here and I'm going to make sure that I fully protect myself at the end of this thing. If it's three yards, if it's 13 yards, I'm going to make sure that I, I, I get myself down and out of harm's way as quickly as possible. There's a question here that I'd like to ask you because this came up on the radio on Monday afternoon. And it's the, the idea of if this growth continues and the arc and the arrow are, are, are a steep upward trajectory and we get to January and Justin Fields has taken all the growth that he's made these last three weeks and then multiplied it through November, December, and the first two games of January. Are the Bears in danger of losing Luke Getze to head coaching interviews, David? <laughs> I, I, I mean, like two months ago, I would have laughed like that. But but the real question is, I mean, do, do you think that's completely laughable uh, if he continues on this upward trend? I do right now. I think it's kind of absurd to think that somebody uh, – okay, I shouldn't – I don't want to use the word absurd. I think it's premature to think that Luke Getze would go somewhere – and be able to be trusted to be a head coach based on a half season, or should I really say three games of offensive success because he has unlocked the Justin Fields, you know, uh, conundrum. I, I, I don't hey, want look, Jeff Saturday just got hired in Indianapolis today. Well, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> that's why I didn't use the word absurd because that's absurd. That's absurd. And and that's to me borderline offensive to every head every assistant coach who has toiled. I, I this isn't the NBA. It's not Major League Baseball. Okay, that's a different podcast for a different time. But come on, what are you doing? The guy's never coached before. High school, come on, really? And he's not even in your building, right? Like he's not even in your building. And so it's 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 November seventh, and you're asking him to go address a locker room that just fired th their head coach, and you say, "Hey, this is Jeff. He's going to lead you for ten more weeks." Yeah. So, I, but I, again, if you get to that position, I'll say this I'll, for the sake of the exercise and the argument, that's a great situation to be in. Don't fight it. Don't complain about it. Don't resist it. Yes, you want your guys going out there and being sought after. That means you have made your mark. That means when you leave Justin Fields, the work is done. Look, Dan, I mean, you look at Justin Fields, and after, after you've done this, what is there to coach? 
What is there to coach? This guy <laughs> is uniquely gifted. You're going to call the plays. You're going to have, you know, a rhythm. You're going to have a game plan. I wanted, I don't want to take anything away from Luke Getze, the play caller, schemer, coach extraordinaire. You know what I, I, I dubbed him the great Getze after his first press conference for goodness sake. <laughs> but if he goes, I'm not worried about Justin Fields taking a step backward because if he goes, that means one thing. Justin Fields has arrived. They're not going to hire away Luke Getze before that happens. And if that happens, frankly, I don't care who the offensive coordinator is. It can be somebody who we used to work with at Ohio State. It really <laughs> is irrelevant because that guy will be so special that the coach will be almost incidental. Yeah, I, I, I do think you need to um, at least value the connection piece of this, right? And that, that's one of the things that's gotten this thing going. And, and, and when your quarterback and your play caller uh, either don't have the connection or they need to establish it because it's brand new, it takes some time and there's some growing pains involved with that. Look, we're jumping way ahead of ourselves. But, you got me riled up by mentoring Saturday. You got me all riled up. Good. I'm glad, I'm glad that I was able to push a button there and, and bring that out of you. I will say this, like when we, when we reflect on what happened Sunday, I think it's undeniable that Justin showed a level of command that we all agree on, that there was some there that we agree on that it was a a big time day right with some magical runs uh, a bucket full of spectacular moments and then the big thing here is how big of a conclusion do you want to draw from it right and i think we've gotten our answer from the city of chicago where a lot of bears fans heads are and i'm just curious for you as we kind of put put that game to bed and start looking at the lions how big of a, a conclusion are you willing to draw on what sunday actually meant to justin and the bears future it's a good question I I have to be honest. Uh, I I think that I think that their minds are made up. If I were Ryan Poles, and I saw what I saw on Sunday, and it came after the previous two games, I would think that given where I am and building a roster, given the given the opportunity to take advantage of a rookie contract, given the special that I witnessed, I'd be all in. I'd be all in. And, and maybe that makes me a football sucker. And maybe that makes me wildly inconsistent in saying that I want to wait till the end of the year. I do want to wait till the end of the year because that's procedural, that's protocol, and, and you have to stay consistent as a decision maker. But, but Dan, as I des- described it sort of this morning, when you're in the middle of a movie that is you know is going to win an Academy Award, you just enjoy the rest in the middle of it. When you're at a, at a restaurant you know is going to be a tremendous five-star meal, you just savor every bite. And right now, I think that you get a sense as a Bears fan, as a Bears observer, has been around this team for 20 years, not as long as some people have suffered through bad quarterbacking, but you just see special. And you know it when you see it. And I think we all saw it on Sunday. So that would compel me to say, all right, let's try to find a way to make this work. I, I, I think that he has limitations. Let's try to work on those. It, you know, maybe he can um, improve in certain areas, but I don't want to start over because of where we are with this guy.